Genre. Hello and welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I'm Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. And fresh off of sharing a moment with a Nazi truck driver and then throwing him out <laughs> is our pal Pete Mummert from the Indiana Jones Minute. Hey, guys. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> Just don't smile. <laughs> I know. That made that moment so much more awkward, didn't it? <laughs> it did. Today, we're knocking out minute 83, which begins with Rocky talking to Butkus and ends with Persona Non Grata Pauli. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just to clear up, Pete doesn't hang out with Nazis. It was a reference to Rain <laughs> of the Lost Ark. <laughs> you never know, Pete. You never know <laughs> what people may think. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so Rocky notices the news van and asks Butkus whose truck it is. Obviously, it's WAUC-TV news truck, but man, have news trucks changed since the 70s. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Like you can see inside, there's nothing inside. There's no gadgets, no dishes, no nothing. Well, that's because it's Philadelphia. So everybody stole it. Yeah, same, yeah it's all gone. <laughs> it was there when they pulled up. <laughs> Sorry to our Philadelphia listeners. <laughs> And uh, there's an archaic phone booth in the background there. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Man, remember those things? Yep, yep. You wouldn't want to get that's... in there if you're claustrophobic. <laughs> and they get hot, like if it's yeah it's a hot day out. And right. and the the door never closed and opened easily. It was always like something you had to shimmy fiddle something, yeah. fiddle with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And it seemed like most of them were broken anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like most of them, there was like. There was no phone at the end of the handle, like at the end of the wire, or else something was always messed up. <laughs> Gum stuffed in the coin slot. You put your yeah. order in, and it just comes flying right back out the coin return slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Public phones, man. You just don't see them anymore. No. Yeah, that's definitely a lost, a lost world. We're dating ourselves for our younger <laughs> listeners. We're also dating ourselves. I was curious about this uh, no help wanted sign. Because I, I, like I was a really little kid in the late seventies, but I remember that we were kind of coming off of a bad recession, mm-hmm. and like we lived in a a, a little town, and it, it, the big industry there was actually a meat packing plant, and oh, I remember yeah. that was that was tough times. There's a it looks like there's something scribbled on there in Spanish too. Yeah, no hay trabajo, no work. Oh, that's what it says, no work. Yeah, I know tra- no trabajo is, means work, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought it said no banjo. No banjo. <laughs> you can't play banjo on there. <laughs> so, so it shows Paulie and Rocky walking outside, but didn't Rocky just walk in? And where's Buckus right now? Yeah, that's a, another question. Oh, he's in heaven. He's just having his greatest meal of his life. No, oh, the, all the meat. <laughs> yeah, just put him by the pa- scrap pile, and he's going to town. Uh, Paulie says, "One call for me, and you're you're a celebrity." He's he's desperately trying to wedge himself mm-hmm. into Rocky's fame. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I like this little Freudian slip there. He's, you got need exposure. Yeah, like he starts I, off. He realizes Rocky already has exposure, and he's like, "Uh, I mean, you need me to help you get exposure." Was that a thing, or or did Burt Young trip on his line? That's a good question. I don't know. Call him up. If he if <laughs> if it was written that way and he played it that way, that it's was it was script. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You think I would look, but I'm not. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but he leans right in Rocky's face before he says that with you his, need exposure. With his whiskey cigar breath. <laughs> he, another thing is he really sells the drunk. He sells yeah. the drunk thing. He yeah. might be drunk. I don't think he's selling it. <laughs> Rocky tells him, don't breathe on me. With your ciggy breath. <laughs> I feel like I could smell him through the computer screen. Yeah. He just looks like a... He's like dirty. He's been making meat all day. He's smoking cigars, drinking. Yeah, wearing all those. He's wearing a, like a nice sports coat and then that meat coat over the top of it. That's yeah. gotta just be. Is he is he a likable character? No, we've touched on this here and there. He's not a likable character. No, no, because the extent we don't even see. We only see what we see. Only scratches the surface of the abuse that he unleashes yeah. on Adrian. Yeah. You know, I, I hate to think that at some point down the line, there's there's even been some physical abuse. Maybe he's smacked it across the mouth. Uh-huh. It's interesting, though, because there's something about him. I, it seems like the movie's almost trying to make you like him to a, to a degree, though. And I wonder if that's just because he, Rocky sees something in him. Like, Rocky seems to like him. Even even after the spats they have. Uh-huh. Like, the first time he punches the meat, Paulie wants, wants a crumb thrown his way. And Rocky says no. So Paulie lashes out. Rocky starts punching a meat, and then at the end of that, it was just like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's like they, they get to that point, they boil over, and then it's mm-hmm. like they're, they're pals again. Yeah, like right now, they're about to, you know, they, they're arguing Rocky's mad, and then they're going to have to like a fake fighting thing, like a, like a fake yeah. choking. I should kill you. <laughs> yeah, well, I like that. Hat. Yeah, yeah. Now, what, do you, what do you think their history is? Like, do you think they went to like high school together? Do you think, how do you think these guys know each other? <sighs> well, we know... Adrian and Paulie, Adrian and Rocky are the same age. Paulie is a few years older than Adrian. Oh, that's right. Okay. I'm, I think, but where do we land on it? They just know each other from the neighborhood? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Going to the, the same bar. bar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. But Rocky, I don't, I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we need a prequel story of how Rocky <laughs> and Paulie. <laughs> that's ours. We have dibs. I swear to God. As if the, the prequel and the, the filling in the blanks thing hasn't been done to death by poor Star Wars franchise. Yeah, you'll find that, that Mickey raised Butkus from a puppy. and like, it's all gonna be- Everybody's connected somehow. Yeah, it's yeah. just this one little universe. Yeah, Apollo Creed and Adrian went to grade school together. And- yeah, of course. <laughs> a Rocky prequel. Mm. I'm interesting. Uh, Rocky's not happy about Paulie calling the calling the news. Saying, so, you know, this is supposed to be done in private. Uh, Paulie says they want to watch you train. Uh, <laughs> but he goes, they want to watch you train. Boom. And he kind of punches Rocky. <laughs> a little playful way. But there's more than once Rocky kind of waves away the stink breath that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Paulie has. Is Paulie, is Paulie actually trying to do him a favor? No. Or is Paulie he's, just, he's just out for himself? He's out for himself. Yeah, he, he, this is all set up, you know, to come there. I mean, the meat punching is not even a thing. He did it one time. Like it's not how he trained, <laughs> right? So Paulie set this whole thing up to get people to come, and he even says like when he go when they go inside, and he's just the reporter. She's he shows introduces to Rocky, and he goes, "Uh, what about me?" And she goes, "What about you?" <laughs> like, <laughs> and he goes, "I'm in charge of the meat." Like, <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Rocky tells him you're not doing me no favors. You're embarrassing me in front of everybody. You're making me look bad in front of your sister, which we know that's that's the big no no. <gasps> uh, that's fascinating to me though. Like 
because it doesn't seem like she's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of competition. Right. Unless he's worried that now that she's come out of her shell is all of a sudden, oh, now I got to kind of make sure she stays into me. But it's it's I think that really speaks highly of Rocky that, you know, he's kind of all she has and he's still worried about looking bad mm-hmm. in front of her. You know, it's it's funny that you you just mentioned that because before earlier when he was telling her how great she looks, she's going to be a heartbreaker. I kind of got a little sense of like, you look too good to be mm-hmm. out on the street by yourself. Uh-huh. You know, like like just a small hint of jealousy. Not that it's in Rocky's nature to be uh-huh. jealous, but I, uh-huh. I detected a hint, small hint. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe he's worried that she's kind of already kind of leapfrogging past him. Well, he knows that she could do better than him. I believe that in his heart. He thinks that. Uh-huh. So he's got to keep her around. We all think that. That our girls can do better than us? <laughs> no, they can do better than Rocky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paulie's mannerisms, like he, he'll take a drink from the bottle and then like sticks his tongue out <laughs> like, like, oh, man, that one burnt, you know, the hands waving. He takes his hat off and puts it in front of Rocky's face. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is he doing? <laughs> he gets right in Rocky's face and goes, my sister really likes you. And then he starts like a drunk, maniacal laugh. He plays a great drunk, man. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's funny because that's like the magic words. Like that's how he disarms Rocky. Ah, oh, my sister likes you. Like he can do anything to Rocky and then just yeah. end it with, hey, my sister really likes you and everything's cool. And that's it. That's all he needs to hear. That's it. He got him laughing. Yeah. Is it only Adrian that keeps Rocky around? Or do you think if if Adrian weren't in the picture, do you think he really would have punched Polly right here? Hmm. No, because no, I, I, I think, think so. in the I think overall too nice of a guy. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Like we like we touched on before, that in the end, they are pals. Yeah. He tells me you should have called me and left a message. He doesn't have a phone. <laughs> right. You don't know that, right? Like, right. Wait, left a message on what? <laughs> Were answer machines out in the, in the 70s? I don't know. No, Just I don't think so. But he tells you should have called me and left a message. On what? He told Adrian she doesn't have a, he doesn't have a phone. <laughs> uh, Maybe he calls like the, the phone down in the hallway downstairs and the landlady answers or something. <laughs> The answering the machine was invented in 1898. <laughs> when were phones invented? <laughs> 1897. Jesus. They were around since 1898. I didn't get one until like 1994. <laughs> where were all my messages prior to 19, from 1898 until 1994? Where are my messages? Nobody girls dates I probably missed because they left a message and I never got it. Back in 1899. Oh man. Oberlin Smith invented the answer machine. Well. Well, didn't didn't Rocky say the reason he got rid of his phone is all those people were calling and leaving messages? Yeah, too many people calling interrupting him. <laughs> his logic just doesn't make any sense ever. <laughs> Paulie seems like he wants to be the one who puts Rocky on the map. You know, he's, he has to get in on the action. I think it's totally self-serving. Yeah. So you don't you don't think there's a, a little a little germ of goodness in Polly's heart? Like I think everything that he's done has been self-serving. Yes. Yeah. Even even yeah. setting up the date with Adrian was kind of like, uh, I gave you my sister, and now you have to put me in touch with Gazzo. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we don't. Yes, before if Paulie's a likable character, I said no, and I'll maintain that. Mm-hmm. At least, at least in this movie, he becomes a likable character later on down the road. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious about the whole Gazzo thing, though. Like, does he just think it'll be a better job working for a gangster, or does he 
just really hate working with meat or is he like, Oh, this is my chance to really get a, get ahead in the world. I'm not sure that it's getting ahead, uh, working for Gazo. I think he just, he wants to get out of the meat, but I think he also kind of gets a kick out of roughing people up. Yeah. He wants the respect. He wants. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like he wants to be known on the, on the street as, as the enforcer. Uh, although I don't see how he could be. He's yeah. Like, yeah. You look at the guy and you're like, this, this guy's not intimidating at all. Maybe that's a secret weapon though. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, but he's got the the arthritis hands from working in the meat locker. How much damage can he do? What are you looking at me? What like are you guys that? talking about? I was reading. I was, I, was just, um, I was reading the history of answer machines this whole time. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. You have eight. I'm I'm amazed. Like answer machines were like in the 1930s and 40s were in people's houses. Wow. In 1949, the first. A commercial answer machine, Tell Magnet, was offered in the United States for two hundred dollars. Two hundred? You know how much time? Like you know, when you were a kid and you like were waiting for a girl to call, you sat home all night. Like you didn't leave the house, you didn't leave the phone. You kept checking, make sure it was working. <laughs> like, yeah, you like yell at your sister for getting on the phone for right, two right, seconds. Right. Yeah, and you're sitting there and you wait like ten minutes. And you pick up the phone and my brother was on, and I'm like, I'm waiting for a call. <laughs> but and then I'm like, I could have just got an answering machine and. <laughs> What on with my life? <laughs> you know, you'd still be waiting by the phone. <laughs> yeah, you'd be this. This damn answer machine doesn't work. You like smacking <laughs> the tape against the wall. You go down the block, call your answering machine to make sure it works. <laughs> but you got to keep going because the phone's missing from the down the block. <laughs> That's right. There's gum stuck in the coin hole. <laughs> Oh man! If any girls are listening who tried to call me back in grammar school <laughs> and, I, and I didn't pick up or the phone's busy, try again. <laughs> try again. I have a I have voicemail now. <laughs> so go ahead. Back to whatever what, what you guys saw. Uh, we're talking about the news lady and cameraman in the meat locker. Okay. What about? Them? And Paulie loudly introduces Rocky as the next heavyweight champion in mm-hmm. the world of the world. He's not yeah. wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> not this movie. But he's not wrong. <laughs> uh, that news lady is Diana Lewis. W A U C T V is not. I looked it up. I couldn't find anything. That's not a station. Not a real fake. thing. No, not a real one. I looked it up too. Mm. Diana Lewis is a real news lady, though. She sure was. Tell us, like a big time. Diana Lewis. What do you got on Diana Lewis, Pete? I just, she worked like I, I saw she was an, an anchor in Philadelphia, L.A., and Detroit, and I think Sylvester Stallone saw her on the news in L.A. and it was like, oh, she's fantastic. She held boats in place. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, yeah, K ABC in Los Angeles at the time yeah. this was filmed. I, she is, she, I like the 70s fur coat, man. That's a good look. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Sylvester Stallone felt that having a real reporter better than an actor acting as a reporter was the way to go. They have um, to pair? Yeah, they got a pair. <laughs> but a real reporter has has a distinct speech pattern, inflection mm-hmm. when they speak, and body language. And he said it's just you, you can't – it's hard to teach an actor that. It's just easier to have a, a news reporter act. And she I has – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. Uh, she has 13 acting credits, and they're all news reporters or anchor woman credits. Uh-huh. Movies. Huh? Movies and TV, yeah. I think I think her line where where Polly says he's in charge of the meat, and she says, "Fine, will you stand behind it, please?" Like, <laughs> that that is one of the funniest lines in any movie I've ever seen. And she delivers only, it beautifully. <laughs> Not only that, if you watch it like fifty the fifty eighth second, right before the minute ends, uh-huh. she like when she says that she like shoves him back sure. and he like stumbles <laughs> into, into the meat. <laughs> if you you look when 
Burt Young when uh, Paulie and Rocky walk in. From that moment on, they don't show the front of Paulie hmm. mm-hmm. when they walk in. You see when he when he walks when he before that when they first walk in, you kind of see the front of his his lab coat his lab coat his meat coat swings open a little bit and uh-huh. the front of it is burned. You kind of you get a quick glimpse of it. Burt Young hung up his hat and his meat packing coat in his trailer in between takes and it was hanging right over uh-huh. the heater and the thing caught on fire. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> he didn't realize the heater was there. He hung up the thing. They caught on fire, but just the front got burned and there, this was like a shoestring budget film. So they didn't have any uh-huh. extra. So uh-huh. it was Burt Young's idea to kind of like duck behind the meat. So they couldn't get the, uh, you know, Oh, nice. So yeah. Trying to get into the shot to cover up the fact that he burnt his clothes. But like I said, when you <laughs> first walk in, not here. Here, you, you know, it looks fine. That's one of those things you guys were talking about when Jerry was on, though. Like, it's one of those things. It's hard to eat. Like, you don't even realize that that wasn't completely intentional by the filmmakers because it plays so perfectly that he's hiding behind the meat. Yeah, it's it's crazy how stuff like that works out. But yeah, it's, it's stuff like that that lends itself to the movie that that you appreciate so much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I love this. This is one of the most memorable memorable things when she tells him tells him to scram. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah. I love how he kind of does kind of duck behind the meat. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I borrowed that from tomorrow's minute. So forgive me, people. Okay. What are you gonna do tomorrow? Ah, that's it. That was my only note for tomorrow. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, that's the end of the minute here. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard there's this uh, thing on the internet called Indiana Jones Minute. Yeah, you heard correct. Oh, wow. We're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we do exactly what you guys do, but with Indiana Jones. And it's an incredible show that everybody, please go check out. Because oh, Pete, Pete and Jerry, who we had on a couple weeks ago, and Tom, who wouldn't return my phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't return anybody's phone calls. <laughs> it's not just me then. I was starting to get it's self-conscious. Not just you. I was checking my answer machine. <laughs> <laughs> making sure my answer machine worked um yeah everybody go check that out they did raiders which was great temple of doom which they had a, a hilarious take on because all three of them know it's kind of a garbage film but you know they love it for what it is am i correct uh well two of us thought that so you, you actually I, like it i actually liked it surprisingly yeah <laughs> but it's always always hard to tell how much I really loved the film and how much was a knee-jerk reaction to Tom and Jerry saying lots of negative things about a movie I love from my childhood. And who was more negative on it? Oh, Jerry by far. Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So everybody go check it out. They're uh, going to release uh, t- um, Last Crusade Minute, which when is that uh, slated to release? Sometime early next year. We don't have an exact date yet. Well, uh, these minutes are airing early in 2018, so they might oh, be so out. Sometime early this year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, We are Rocky Minute on Twitter. Our Facebook listeners page is Mighty Mix. And DuelingGenre.com is our little home away from home where all of our stuff is released. So go check it out. Now we continue with Diana Lewis and the meat punching on the next Rocky Minute.